Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. This hour is brought to you by Vasectomy Clinics of Chicago. A fine hand for Steele, who strikes out 10 and 4 and 2 thirds. The Cubs, uh, right here, with a scoreless game against the Marlins at Wrigley Field to listen to the score. (laughs) That is not the type of play-by-play that you can get this afternoon when Pat Hughes and Ron Coomer take over the microphone at 155. We will have Cubs versus White Sox coming up then. And until then, we found our friend Patrick Mooney of The Athletic. He's in the press box and he was nice enough to come and hang out with us. Patrick, thank you so much for joining us. We truly appreciate it. Anytime, Lawrence. It's great to, uh, to see you in person and see sunshine and, and things like that. And uh, good Cubs Sox uh, reunion game here. Yeah, they're the battle for the bragging rights is how we've been joking about it here uh, on the score. We have Ian Happ, Ian Happ on all the time. Like mm-hmm. he's one of our regulars on the Bernstein at Home show, and we know how thoughtful he is. I know that you talked to him this week about defense and how he's trying to work to get even better. What were the things that you learned talking to him? Well, I think to start with, if you hear him on the radio or listen to his podcast or see him promoting coffee, you could get the wrong impression uh, of Ian and that those are not distractions or misplaced priorities. It's someone who followed Joe Madden's advice, someone you know well, of, you know, you need to kind of unplug at times and that, you know, that curiosity, that thoughtfulness really infuses a lot of different parts of his life and particularly his game and one of the things that he found last year was uh he was a little bit out of position he wanted to um really kind of push you know working with the coaching staff and the r d group to get better in that area and that you know the modeling systems that have taken over baseball um were really kind of taking into account the hitter side but not like who was on the mound and what they were actually seeing with their eyes on the field and he helped he felt like that helped him uh, win his first gold glove. And I think it really kind of says a lot about who he is and where this could be uh, going in what uh, is shaping up to be a walk year before free, free agency. He also mentioned to us about vision training specifically, mm-hmm. like actually working on his visual acuity as a hitter. Have you gone in depth with him on that at all? Uh, I haven't. I have uh, heard of it. And I think, Dan, to your point, it just speaks to kind of who – uh, Ian is, and that um, another point you know we had kind of made was you know he's available, and that is something that's uh, overlooked sometimes. But 
you have to be able to get on the field and perform, uh, and he's done that. And part of that is because he's a switch hitter, but it's also because he, you know, takes care of stuff and you know gets him, his mind right uh, and all these other kind of ancillary things, so that uh, when the first pitch is thrown, uh, he's ready. And I think when you take all that together, it's going to make a very uh, compelling free agent in a class next winter that's sort of underwhelming at the moment. We've been reacting to a quote that maybe you were even on hand for from Willie Harris about Pete Crow Armstrong. Uh, it was in a piece that Megan did. Where yeah, Megan got that. Yeah. that where, where he said that, that he could be one of the ten greatest defensive center fielders that's ever played the game. I know that Willie is a guy that is excitable. You can tell by the way that he coaches third base. Have people around the Cubs organization been as high on PCA's defensive skills as what you were hearing Willie talk about? Yeah, I mean, that was a great uh, get by Megan, and it really, I don't know how many others are kind of on the record going that far, but certainly the buzz around PCA has been building since, you know, he was like a prodigy in Southern California. That's probably the best way to put it. Like even Dustin Kelly, the new hitting coach, is from that area. He's like, you know, I heard of PCA. He was kind of like baseball famous, and, and the Cubs met with PCA before the 2020 draft. Uh, his dad's from the Chicago area. They had like a framed Sports Illustrated poster of Rizzo celebrating after the last out of, of Game 7. And, you know, there was, you know, talk of him being a potential gold glove center fielder. I think, you know, Steve Finley was a name thrown around at, at that time, too. And uh, obviously he has to go out and prove it. But when you talk to him, maybe it's the Southern California background, some of the like, you know, he has comes from a Hollywood family, but like he gets it. Uh, he's a good talker. He certainly has like a flair for the moment. You saw that catch the other day. And, you know, this is someone who, while he was reassigned to minor league camp, I think is someone who like it's not out of the question to think he'd be at Iowa at some point this year, kind of knocking on the door uh, of Wrigley Field. And if he's as good as Willie Harris says, I mean, if he's really that good, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna wait for his bat to catch up. And it, it does appear that his that the the bat is significantly behind the glove. How how narrow does that gap have to be? Yeah, I think that's probably what they were talking about in his uh, exit meeting today. I mean, because the you know, I think there's a consensus that. He could step foot on a major league field right now and be uh, an elite defender at a position that the Cubs have really struggled to fill since Dexter Fowler left. And obviously, uh, they bought some time with this one-year deal for uh, Cody Bellinger. But yeah, I think everything about these next couple months will be um, not trying to fast track the process. I think a lot of it is, you know, making better swing decisions and kind of, you know, refining his approach because obviously I think what they have seen is a guy who you know really wants to be on that fast track and wants to be in the big leagues yesterday and sometimes you have to let that process play out instead of trying to force it this spring training has been interesting to me and we've kind of chronicled Dan and I were going back like okay obviously three years ago the world changes then the next year, players are adjusting to playing a 60-game schedule. Then the next year, there's the lockout, and there's everything that goes along with that. 
I am pleased how normal and boring this year's spring training is. As someone that's on the front lines of it, are, are, are you back into routine, and, and do you have an appreciation for kind of going back to the normal and boring? Yeah, that's that's kind of a loaded question. I mean, like, boring isn't great for my purposes. And, like, when I see the Cubs kind of going about this business-like approach each morning, you know, I have visions of Tim Buss, the former strength coach, in, like, green body paint for St. Patrick's Day or in, like, a cowboy boots, a Speedo, and a cowboy hat running the morning stretch uh, here at the Sloan Park Complex. So that and, like, Joe Madden's wackiness and kind of, like, the – I don't know, the shadow that Theo Epstein cast over this entire place and the, just the constant, you know, trade rumor, contract talk stuff with all of the core players. And even, you know, it's interesting, you know, free agency used to drag out to the point where you there'd be a lot of those questions, like maybe they'd go get, you know, Bryce or, Mach or Machado. And obviously they wrapped that up pretty quickly. So uh, definitely different, but, you know, I think that'll be the fascinating part of this team is like when the games matter and the pressure is turned on, like how are they going to react? Like it's great to say that you have a plan now and some depth and, you know, great vibes, uh, stuff like that. But, you know, we'll see. You know, the bottom fell out last April. It's on them to prove that they can, you know, kind of take a punch and, and withstand, you know, everything that happens in a 162-game season. You mentioned there were roster cutdowns today. Is there one spot for either Bodie or Madrigal? Uh, there is for Madrigal, not for Bodie. I think the fact that uh, Bodie is off the 40-man roster, uh, I think the Cubs are trying to find a way with Madrigal, you know, putting him at third base. Um, I think they've liked what they've seen so far. Maybe it's been a pleasant surprise. I still haven't gotten a, a great feel yet for does it make sense for him to go to Iowa and just, like, hit every day for a month and just get in a rhythm just because he's lost uh, so much time because of injuries over the last two years. But at the same time, he has like a unique skill that could work off the bench or with certain matchups. And, you know, this is where the game's trending and where the Cubs want to be of, you know, flexing guys in and out depending on who's pitching. So, I mean, Magical is definitely, you know, at least strongly in the mix, and then we'll see what happens here over uh, the next couple of weeks. I mean, Seiya Suzuki is not going to be on the opening day roster. Like, that has been uh, decided. I think he's still progressing nicely. I think, you know, their Cubs are cautiously optimistic that this won't be, won't linger too far into the season, but you know, that was kind of the, the first thing they had to absorb, and then we'll see, you know, what other adversity comes their way. Uh, over the next couple of weeks. This team has is, is made it pretty clear that they are about run prevention with some of the choices that they've made. And, and you know, the other team that they're playing today also has what I think are two shortstops playing in the middle of their, their infield. Is this the start of a trend of if the rules are going to be like this, you better have two guys that, that have shortstop range playing in the middle of your infield? Yeah, we'll see. I, I definitely think the rules changes drove, you know, a small piece of the Swanson negotiations. And certainly uh, he landed a contract that I don't think, you know, anyone would have expected, you know, at this time last year. And, you know, 
it's a credit to him for you know the body of work he's put together, uh, his re- reputation throughout the game, his experience uh, in the playoffs. But I think some of this is is wait and see. Um, you know, particularly on, on the catching side, and we're not going to talk about Wilson Contreras all the time. But I think it's interesting to see that they they made their bets on defense behind the plate, and there are lots of reasons uh, why they did that. And you know, you can see circling back to PCA. I mean, this guy's a Gold Glove center fielder that they're kind of projecting him maybe by 2024. You've got your middle infield uh, set, you know, playing at at a really high level, and then you know, there's been a you know, pretty clear shift uh, at catcher. And, you know, it's a copycat league, as you know. Like, if it works, sure. And if it doesn't, you know, it'll be back to the drawing board. Read a story about Patrick Wisdom essentially being told bluntly by the Cubs, if you're going to be the hitter that you are, kind of an all-or-nothing, meaningful power guy who strikes out a lot, you've got to be better defensively to keep your value up and you can't take any hitting woes out into the field with you. How have you watched him work? Are you seeing what he's doing to try to make his defense more consistent? Well, I give uh, a lot of credit to Patrick wisdom. He's really like thoughtful guy. He has a lot of kind of self awareness after coming up uh, with the Cardinals and being a first round pick and kind of the, the thing with him really since, college from what i've heard was like he's someone who you know cares so much and you know puts a lot of pressure on himself and that i think that may have manifested a a little bit last year um because before that i think it was immediately apparent that he was a a standout defender at third base there's a lot to like over there whether it was you know kind of his speed his arm strength his ability uh to move around so you know in my mind, it's, you know, he's got a, you know, if not a lock to be on the opening day roster, I certainly think it's trending that way. But um, that's why they brought in Rios. And that's why they have these other guys around here to, you know, I don't think they're going to give Patrick Wisdom, you know, 150 games out there. But, you know, I think they think he could put up some good numbers in the right matchups, you know, more towards the bottom of the lineup and not being, you know, the guy who had to replace Chris Bryant or whatever. Patrick, this was delightful, man. Thank you so much for giving us some time. Read Patrick's work in The Athletic. Get yourself a subscription. It's worth it just for his coverage of baseball. Hey, thanks, man. appreciate it, guys. Thanks, Patrick. That is Patrick Mooney of The Athletic. The superstar of spring training has just arrived. No, no, you don't get to do that, Russ. You don't get to do that when you're out here on broadcasts of games and stuff. You don't get to do that. Russ Dorsey is here in the building. He's going to join us live from Sloan Park next. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required minimum monthly payment down payment tax and delivery may be required see store for details how powerful is cox internet powerful enough to let your band members in vegas phoenix and rhode island jam like you're all in the same garage 
Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart-healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at HERO.CO. Next year on The Score. Russell Dorsey, National MLB Insider for Bally Sports and Stadium. President Jed Hoyer always talks about you know, who's going to be a part of that next great Cubs team. They think Seiya Suzuki is going to be a big part of that. A guy who is really turned into a stud and could likely be an MVP candidate, Luis Robert, has all the tools, the power, the speed. Host of the rally on Bally Sports. If you could ban something from sports for 10 years, what would it be? I would say the wave. It's a bit too much. Analyst for Friday Night Baseball on Apple TV Plus. Co-host of the Sports Adjacent Podcast. I don't let it get to that point where I have a thousand unread emails. I have 277 right now. You have bodies in your house, bro. Russell Dorsey. What's up, Russ? With Bernstein, Holmes, and Rahimi. On 670 The Score. He's here pantomiming his own <laughs> open. <laughs> Like every drop inside of the open, he is uh, that that tells me that he is a man that that is appreciative of the platforms that he has, including ours. I appreciate you guys putting that together. Yeah, well, we appreciate you being available for us, Russ. Russ Dorsey is here and we are at Sloan Park right now. The Cubs and the White Sox are going to play on the score coming up at 155. You just finished an, uh, an interview with Dansby Swanson? I did. How'd that go? It was really insightful. I'll use that word because I, I think I asked him th- some things about obviously coming over to the Cubs. There are a lot of teams that wanted his services, but what went into his processing to saying, okay, the next chapter of my career, even for a team that is building towards something, is going to be in Chicago. We talked about his wife, Mallory, who plays on the Red Stars and what what a day is going to be like when they have a 120 start, when the Red Stars have a 7 o'clock game and, you know, how fun that's going to be, even though he's going to be running to SeatGeek Stadium in Bridgeview. Um, talking to him about the shift defensively and what him and Nico are going to be able to do now with some different rules and how Nico being so good defensively frees him, him up to do some other things and, you know, just learning about the, the mind of a Dansby Swanson, and I think people are really going to enjoy it. Tell if he's heading out to Bridgeview after a Cub game, he's going to need a helicopter. <laughs> yeah, a helicopter or a police escort is going to yep. be something like that to do that. But, no, he's looking forward to that challenge. Yeah, good luck to him, man. It sounds like he's a really good fit for where the Cubs are in their their run prevention philosophy right now because, you know, reading what he, how, how dedicated he is to getting every step 
right for every pitch, anticipating, knowing some of these angles, certainly knowing where the new rules are going to allow everybody to stand. It's clear that the Cubs did their homework when it came to targeting somebody who's going to be part of what they're trying to do here. Absolutely. Right. And I think uh, detail oriented would be a way I would describe him and how he would describe himself. But you talk about that run prevention, Dan, and that's going to be something that they're going to they're looking forward to hanging their hat on this year. Like they're going to be able to turn balls into play into outs. And the more you can do that for a team that is going to try to find itself offensively, that's a that's really big. If you look at the Cleveland Guardians, what made them so good? Yeah, they were able to pitch really well, but balls in the play were turning outs more times than not. And so that's one of those things as we now look at the new rules with no shift, bigger bases where offense is going to have a little bit of a leg up. If you can catch the baseball and do it at an elite level, that's going to really help you more than some other teams that might say, eh, we're going to sell out on offense. We talked so much about his particular defense that we have seen an uptick from him in the power numbers over the last couple of years. How does he feel about where his offensive game is right now? Yeah, I think the thing for him is, yeah, power's gone up. The best year of his career offensively overall last year turned into a, a run producer. Uh, but the strikeouts is something that he wants to you know, bring down. You know, If you look at the strikeouts, it was a, it was a pretty big number. Uh, and so I think if there's an area where I would look for Dansby to make a change this year, it would be in the swing and miss department. I think being able to tap into that power is one thing now to be able to to have that and to do it and say okay in this pitch with this count i'm gonna sell out for something get my a swing off whereas you know if you're gonna do that over 162 and just say i'm selling out a swing all the time yeah power numbers might go up but those strikeout numbers are going to be in the mid-20s close to 30. You mentioned the new rules we looked at some numbers yesterday i think jeff passan was one who posted some of these and the games are 25 minutes shorter yeah. They're featuring a higher av- batting average of balls in play on ground balls, more stolen bases, more stolen base attempts, strikeouts are down, scoring is up. These are really positive early returns, even as we're seeing the players adjust. There are fewer violations being called, and some of these curves are tracking exactly what we saw in the minors. Yeah, I think one of the biggest things that have, has stood out to me in the last couple of days is watching a game you know, between two MLB teams that has the pitch clock and then watching a WBC exhibition and how the game drags. Mm -hmm. And you're just like, oh, my gosh, we've been here for an hour and nothing has happened. You're you're seeing that that difference instantaneously in this first couple of days. And you're right. I think this is a big positive. The fact that guys are adjusting really fast to it. And these are baseball players that have habits. So the more they do it, the more they're we're not even going to know it after a while. But yeah, you talk about the, the, the uptick in Babbitt, the uptick in stolen base attempts. Yeah, there were going to be more s- successful stolen bases or uh, attempts anyway because of the larger bags. But the fact that teams are saying, no, we're going to have guys try to steal bases again, I think that's cool. So you've been out here. Yeah. And you, because you're the, the, the Bigfoot now, like you're the baseball Bigfoot for, for Bally and Stadium. I should put that on the shirt. Baseball Bigfoot. You should put that on the shirt because you're probably the youngest baseball Bigfoot in the land right now. So what's been interesting? You, you've been out here. You, you're you even on the Reds broadcast, right? I was. Uh, I did uh, Angels yesterday. Angels. They are playing Team USA in Tempe. Uh, that was a lot of fun. I'll be jumping on the Brewers broadcast tomorrow. Padres on Monday. Um, Unbelievable. I don't know, man. It, it, I think the thing for me, 
I'm writing a column about how the WBC is good for the growth of baseball. And what I mean by that is not MLB when I say baseball. I mean baseball globally. And I think the excitement that I've already seen in the exhibitions in this first couple of rounds, uh, the, the Australia-Korea game a couple of nights ago was fantastic, watching Shohei do his thing for Team Japan, what Lars Newtbar is doing for that team as well. Like I'm, I've been really excited about it, by it, and I'm a baseball guy, but for people who are casual watchers, like I, you can see people getting involved, being entertained. That Tempe was packed, you know, to watch Team USA take on the Angels yesterday. And so, if baseball could kind of bottle this up over the the next four years until the next WBC, and maybe take something from what the World Cup has done. Obviously, that's the world sport in soccer and football. But at the same time, you're able to sprinkle that excitement through the other years when you're not having that and i think that there's something that they've accomplished so let's see if they can continue that as the years go by don't we know what that is though russ aren't we all in full understanding that the way other countries enjoy baseball and play baseball and can show their enjoyment at the highest level while they play that's really what we're talking about here we we've just got to get the uh the, the grumbling american baseball police out of the way Absolutely. It's comfort, right? Like you, you see guys, uh, the, the Dominican Republic team, team from Korea, team from Australia, team Israel, team Italy. Everybody has their thing. Language barrier isn't a thing. Uh, there's not the, oh, am I making my teammates upset because I'm really excited about this moment that to them might not be a big deal. There is none of that. And so when you have that understanding from all the guys on that roster, you're going to see the purest form of baseball. And if for if I'm a decision maker trying to market the game. How do I get the purest form of baseball out to the masses? And you're getting that right now. The other team that's going to be playing today is the White Sox. It's been like a kind of a boring, and I say that in a good way, for the White Sox camp that they've had. What's important? You've talked to a bunch of people around the White Sox. What do they think is important to come out of this spring training? Health, right? And you, When you talk about the White Sox, uh, I was on with AJ Przinsky on Foul Territory, his new platform, the other day, and he was like, "Who do you think is going to be better, the Cubs or the White Sox?" And I said, "AJ, is everybody healthy in that question? Because that's what you have to talk about with them. Like, is Louis, uh, Luis Robert going to be healthy? Are you going to get a healthy Yon Moncada? Is Aloy going to be healthy? Is Tim Anderson going to be healthy? You have Andrew Vaughn playing first base full time now after the departure of Jose Abreu, and I think he has the potential to be a really, really good player at the big league level." but we haven't seen him stay in one spot for a full season of his career yet. There's so many unknowns revolving around the White Sox. And at this point, it's not about the projection anymore, right? You are who you are at this point in a lot of these guys' careers. And so until they prove that they're not that, you know, we have, we have to kind of question what they can be. Because you're around the league, I think yeah. I'd like to know, because we're, we talk a lot about Pedro Griffol and here in town, all we have to comp Grafal to for the moment is LaRusso, which is a fool's errand, and there's really no point doing that. You've seen other first-year managers or managers in new places. How would you compare and contrast what he's doing, hitting the ground running, with some other people who are putting on a uniform for the first time? I think it's always that how do you operate is the first thing that the public and people inside the game notice. All right, how do you run your camp? And I think that's the first thing for people who have been around the White Sox. Like, okay, this is how they do things. Is, are, is it crisp? Is it sharp? 
Lawrence, I know you use that phrasing a lot too. Like, how do are guys going to come into every day saying, hey, this is really important what we're doing. These PFPs that we're doing, this IO that we're going to do, we're going to treat it like it's an actual game. And to show guys that, hey, what we're doing right now is, is going to reflect on how we come out for 162. And so I think with Pedro Grafol, I think the uh, initial uh, reaction to him is like he takes those things really serious because that's going to turn into performance on the field. And I think being around baseball, that's something that people notice right away. Is like how how are how do you operate, right? How do people care about the the day to day things that you do? Because I think a lasting image for me at the end of last season for the White Sox, you had they had already been eliminated. But you had Jose Abreu taking BP and no, literally nobody else was out there. And it's kind of telling. Yeah, you're out. Yeah, you're disappointed. Um, but I, I think having that lasting image will be something that I think about this year and watching how the White Sox operate. Russ, thank you so much for stopping by. Continued great success. Thank you. I'm told that the latest sports adjacent episode <laughs> is something that I need to go and listen yes. to and probably edit. Um, so I'm going to go do that. Thank you for stopping by, sir. Thank you, guys. Always fun. Thanks, Dan, I am going to get out of the way of the broadcast. Can, can okay. you land the plane? I think I can. I think I've done it a few times. I, I think I can. Uh, well, well, you, why don't you go get yourself a Polish sausage? And yeah, go I think I'm going to do that. Enjoy the sun. Walk around a little bit. Thank you. I'll see you on Monday. All right. Cool stuff. That is Lawrence Holmes, who is signing off to spend his afternoon watching baseball. And... We are going to be bringing you baseball in just a few moments. It is going to be Chicago Cubs baseball. They happen to be taking on the White Sox, so maybe you find it even more interesting. And uh, when we come back, we'll uh, maybe... What do you, what do you, you want to you get something fun or no? Oh, I got something fun for you. You sure? I think you'll like it. Good. I'm looking forward to it next on The Score. The Cubs! <laughs> Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places. Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. 
When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. You're listening to Bernstein and Holmes, middays 10 to 2, on Sports Radio 670 The Score. Chicago baseball fans, as spring training continues, check out a special crosstown battle for bragging rights. Yeah, you better strap yourself in. You throw out the records when these teams meet in spring training because no one knows what the records are in spring training because nobody really cares. And I don't know what you're going to be bragging about. But here's something you got to remember. Believe it or not, you know what we're doing tomorrow night? What are we doing tomorrow night, people? We're turning the clocks forward. So... Make sure that you are aware of that, that on Saturday night into Sunday, we're losing an hour because it's going to go forward. And that means, like, if I remember correctly, the the mornings for a while are going to be darker as the evenings get a little bit lighter for a while. You think they'll ever... Now, I have a clock here, Dan, in this control room in front of my station it says that the time, it is the incorrect time. It says 3.49 p.m. It's been wrong for about the entire time that I've worked here at the score. Do you think that they'll ever fix this? No. No? No. no that's not happening? No, I don't. I'm, I'm still looking at these dry erase boards that have stuff written on there from four years ago. So, I mean, it literally says McNeil and Spiegel on there. I mean, come on. Like, what was that Max story you told about... <laughs> not wanting to throw to the game that the score was carrying or whatever. Oh, that's what I, what I was doing, DePaul. It was oh, this yeah. time of year. It was right <laughs> yeah. around this time of year. DePaul was in the, the 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 what conference were we in? Conference USA, and they were in the tournament. And he he they were having their show cut short. Like the heavy fuel crew started, and they were on for like forty minutes. And then McNeil's like, "Well, I I guess what you're gonna get as a listener instead of the heavy fuel crew, I guess I guess DePaul basketball is what you're gonna get. So stay tuned for that. And I'm sitting on the other end and God knows where I'm in like Birmingham or something. I forgot where I was. And I'm like, oh thanks. Uh thanks. Great. Uh, this is uh, this, this is this is going great. But he he's just complaining about about the fact that he, and he he wasn't wrong. But I mean he's kind of like saying the quiet part out loud. Like you still gotta pretend to, to sell it a, a little bit but yeah don't don't forget to set your clocks and boy monday are we gonna have a ton of stuff man because not only are we gonna have the ncaa tournament field set so i can pretend to have strong thoughts on all the teams involved and you can uh, make your brackets out and you could be that person that fills out five different brackets and then claims that you had the upset when only three of your brackets had the upset so we've got that, and there may be some like free agent non news news. Do you see Leonard Floyd got waived by the Rams? Big uh, Bears fan Adam Studzinski's here in the control room saying, "Bring him back." I don't know how do how do you feel about that, Dan? He is a fit for this offense. I mean, his skill set is there. If you, 
I, I guess if you don't pay him too much and don't ask too much of him, and he's an NFL player, right? I mean, he's better than a lot of what they have because the Bears don't have anybody. They're terrible. Their, their roster sucks. So really, it, we're at the point now with the Bears where anyone's an upgrade. It's just a matter of is it on the right timetable and how does that interfere with your overall free agency and draft? And it, you saw they got an extra pick, right? They actually got a comp pick. In the seventh now, so they they added that. That's always good to, I guess, add a, a seventh round pick. But I don't know. I I I think it would be. At least, I'd like to know what Leonard Floyd would cost. I'd like to know what he's what he's looking for because I'm not saying he's going to come in and start necessarily be an impact guy for you. But no, that wouldn't that wouldn't that wouldn't bother me. Monday I, we can ask Matt Bowen, our guy, at noon Monday about who he thinks are the best fits. In free agency for the Bears. Yeah, it was actually interesting. Yesterday we were, you know, talking about that when I was sitting in with Speaks and getting to talk to Dave Wanstead about some of the stuff about how the Matt Eberflus version of the Tampa Two defense, when we start looking at positions, is different than what we remembered under Lovey Smith, Rod Marinelli, etc. And what Dave said was, you really have to look at it as a two linebacker defense. Because that third guy is often whatever you want to call him, nickel or you know third corner or you know your your combo hybrid safety type is a guy who's got to be able to match up with a wide receiver, maybe the slowest wide receiver, but at least match up with that guy, and that's going to change the way some of some of these pieces move around. I don't know. I, I I'm I'm really the the Bears thing is intriguing and when every option is on the table, it's like when you're super hungry. And you're and you go to a diner, like a good diner, where you know that it's like a, a breakfast would be great, but a patty melt looks so good too. And then you think, you know, then, then they start reading the specials and they're like, oh, there's got like a smothered chicken thing in the special with whipped potatoes. Or then there's the the open face hot roast beef sandwich, you know, where they like put the bread underneath and cover everything with gravy and and. I'm usually pretty good about that. I've got a pretty good track record of being the guy when my, when all the food arrives, everybody looks at mine and says, you know, I, I should have gotten what Bernstein got. That, that was kind of my reputation, being able to solve that that puzzle. That's where I am with the Bears roster right now. Well, speaking of appetites, are you getting hungry for the battle for bragging rights? Oh, you know I am. I'm just checking out this lineup here. Drew Smiley versus Lucas Giolito. Okay, what else we got? It's must-listen radio. Here on the score in about 10 minutes. Uh, Vaughn at first, I mean, I'm just looking at the White Sox roster here. You're seeing Brian Ramos take some reps at third base. He's on the 40-man roster, and he's also a top White Sox prospect. He's struggled so far in spring. Um, So I want to keep an eye on Brian Ramos throughout this season because the White Sox think highly of him. Over on the Cubs side, Nick Madrigal leading off, playing second base. Just letting you know, Cody Bellinger in center, Hosmer at first, some guys I never heard of. And it'll be fun. Tucker Barnhart behind the plate. Wait, how could there be guys you never heard of if this is the bragging rights game? This is incongruous. This doesn't work. Chicago baseball fans, as spring training continues, check out a special crosstown battle for bragging rights. Yeah, that's what's coming up. Thank you to everybody who was a part of this show. Another strong week here. Thanks to Ray Diaz, Mike Rankin. Brandon Fryer, I think Adam Studzinski's back there. He helped out as well. Connor O'Donnell, Kevin Lapka, everybody involved there. Thanks to those who joined us today. That, that was James Fegan, Patrick Mooney, and Russell Dorsey. Again, 
don't forget to set your clocks forward or your life your life will be completely screwed up and your family won't be on time for things that they have to get to. So make sure you do that. But most importantly, right now, you stay tuned for the baseball game to end all baseball games. Your world will never be the same. And we'll talk on Monday. We'll have the NCAA field and everything else to discuss. Have a great weekend. Enjoy Cubs baseball. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network. So whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com.